buckle up. And welcome to Musicians and Beyond, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, the lyrics, and the long journeys of the music industry. This is John Sarabian, and we are in studio with Mark Lawhorn and a very special guest. Mark, what's going on? Hello, John. How are you? Mark, I'm doing good. It looks like you had quite a few uh, crazy days with your uh, military friends. Yeah, just drove back up last night from Pittsburgh. We had a large group of us uh, assembled down there after some I haven't seen in 35 years. So it was kind of nice to get back together and uh, pick up right where we left off. Awesome. And you played the national anthem from our last guest, Shanna Jackman. We played the national anthem. We sang God Bless America. We wham in the pool a lot, and we had a lot of fun catching up. Cornhole tournaments, spade cards tournaments. I don't know if you've ever played spades at the No, bar. I don't know how to play cards. Uh, oh, well, this it's a military thing, the spades game. All right. Yeah, so. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we thank you and all of the military personnel, past, present, and future, for what you do for the United States of America. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mark. I am so excited today to have this guest, and her story is unbelievable and so inspirational. Well, we are definitely looking forward to having this conversation, and there's a lot that's going to come out of it, a lot of good background here that when, when you find out who this woman has played with, you're in for a treat. Well, let's welcome her. Let's welcome Valerie Gillio. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you so much for well, having me. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, this is um, this is fun. You get a lot going on lately. You get a new duo, I hear. Yes, I do. I absolutely do. Um, I just started a, a new duo with my songwriting partner. It's Electro Swing. We're called uh, Starlight Vibes, and we'll be doing a lot of performing and songwriting um, very soon. Great, great. We're looking forward to uh, to hearing what you get to show. Thank you. I'm really yeah. looking forward to sharing it. Valerie, who's your duo partner? Oh, Samuel Chera. He is a vibraphonist from Calabria. Oh, and he's in Boston now at the moment. What is a vibraphonist? Well, he um, plays the vibraphone. And basically, it's a, a large mallet instrument. Um, Lionel Hampton. Are you familiar with Lionel Hampton? Yeah, yeah Lionel Hampton plays the vibes. Um, similar to, I guess, a xylophone. Mm. Similar, but not in the same family. Cool, uh, yes. cool. That sounds like it would be uh, a great mesh with your beautiful voice and in that uh, vibraphone. Thank you. Yes, we've actually released several songs. Um, we've been working together for um, almost two years, and we've released um, several singles um, under you know my name featuring Samuel. And uh, now we've decided to make it official and an electro swing duo. So. We're going to be performing uh, soon, and I'll be updating my um, my website with a bunch of different dates, and uh, I'm really excited. And what is that website? Oh, say it's ValerieGilio.com. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on Facebook, which is on Instagram, Facebook, all my socials, just my name, Valerie Gilio. So your genre mm -hmm. is Electro Swing. Yes. What really is that? Is that that's like a jazz and swing combination? Uh, what it is is a retro jazz and swing combined with electronic dance music, uh, current EDM, and so it's a very interesting combination, and um, it's very popular in, in Europe. Um, actually, United States, um, it, it has been growing in popularity, you know, with the swing dance competitions and so forth. And I know a lot of those uh, swing dance competitions go for they we go for the traditional, but this is something new. I mean, it's a it's a new genre maybe not new new but uh, modernized uh, modernized modernized mm -hmm. type of genre and um it's it's great because you get the best of both worlds you get the 
updated uh, electronic dance music, and then you have it combined with the old-time swing and jazz and traditional instruments, which is why the vibraphone works perfectly with that. Right. Yeah, watching your videos, Mark and I watched your videos and listened to your music, and it's got like the 40s, 50s vibe. And your look in the videos, too, you have that 40s, 50 vibe going on. Yes, it's a very um, retro-inspired sound and style, so it's really cool. And it's fun to listen to. Oh, that's that's really what it's all about. Yeah, everything's positive about it. It's all upbeat. There's no, like some of those country songs when they lose their dog and, you know, their wife leaves. (laughs) want something that, that people feel good about and feel positive and happy when they listen to it yeah and it works yeah, absolutely and for those listening at home as valerie just mentioned you can find more about her her music hear some samples and f- catch up on the dates that she'll be at at valeriegilio.com and that's v-a-l-e-r-i-e-g-i-g-l-i-o.com yes valerie you're a musician by night yes and a lawyer by day Yes, I am. What an interesting combo. Yes, it's uh, quite interesting. Actually, I've always been a musician my, my entire life since I was in, uh, a child in school. I've always done music and dancing, singing, playing instruments, and I wanted to go to school for, for something not in music, and I wanted to always have that music to have in my life. And then with the actual um, lawyering profession is just you know i guess something to fall back on if you can say that so i just i've been an attorney um for a long time now and um i love that i can do that during the day and then i can just perform at night or work on my music or i have that whole like really two different lives it's nice to have that creative escape from your day job yes absolutely i'm a criminal um, defense attorney um, you've been on stage with quite a few big names. Al Vega. Oh, yes. I was one My of God. Yes. Wow. I know. Al Vega, I was one of his singers um, for, um, for several years um, until he passed at the age of 90 back in 2011, I believe. And an absolute legend. Yeah, I, it was the most amazing thing. He really got me where I am now, really. He was the, the impetus behind that because... I mean, I had been singing in band. I'd been, you know, obviously I was trained and, and I played violin and I did all these other things. And performing, I was in different bands, a blues band, a rock band, this and that. But when I met Al, then I really started to get into performing the jazz, the jazz standards. And, and the, it was just incredible. And listening to Al, and I will never forget this. The first time I went into L studio because I started, I met him because I wanted to take some piano lessons uh, to accompany myself. And, you know, my friend who um, owned a music store, or worked at a music store at the time, said, oh, why don't you call Al Vega? And I said, oh, okay. I didn't even know who he was at that point. So then I, I um, of course, my parents knew him and my grandparents knew him. And they said, oh, yeah, Al Vega. So I called him up. And I went into his studio, and we were, we were doing that, and I told him I was a singer. We were performing, um, practicing, you know, different tunes. And then he says to me, well, what do you know? And I said, well, I can do God Bless the Child by Billie Holiday. We can do that right now for practicing. And he says, oh, yeah. Well, he goes, I, you know, let's do it the way I did it with Billie. <laughs> and I, I looked at him, and I said, what did you just say? Yeah. Those are some shoes to fill on sitting in with I know, yeah. And so those are the stories that he had. He was a friend of Duke. He called him Duke, with Duke Ellington. Yeah. Um, he was a friend of many, many people. Um, I just remember 
stories about him with Dinah Washington, and Liberace, and Vegas. Um, just every every name you can imagine he wow. uh, either performed with because, you know, when they had these people come to town, then he would back them to be a session, you know, musician. Mm-hmm. Nina Simone, he played with Nina Simone, so... Wow, what an honor for you to be able to be part of that whole thing. Yes, he was my mentor, and I am so eternally grateful. It was such a, it was beyond an honor for me to be in his presence, and he was just amazing. I mean, just one of the best best people ever. You know, I'm, I'm really glad that I got to spend those years with him that I did. And as great. a result, it's really catapulted me to the rest of my music career. Well, there's a, a part of you that's incredibly inspiring. For the people at home listening, it's really unbelievable. So you've been a musician uh, since the age of what? Teaching myself how to play the organ when I was like second grade, wow. and then I started. Wow. Before, then I started with violin in the fourth grade, I think. Well, yeah, I was really little, and I started. Yeah, you were little when you started. Mm-hmm. Your career was taken off. You were doing great. You were filling rooms. People were, you know, dancing to your music. And then this day came in 2014 yes. and dropped a bomb on you yes. and literally made you wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. Yes. What happened? I was just getting ready to um, perform in, in Italy. I was going with Berkeley College of Music to the Umbria Jazz Clinic, so which is a two-week study in Italy. And I had done it the year before, so I was getting ready to do that. I was also getting ready to perform in Chick Singer Night in Boston. It's a showcase. And so I had all these things coming up, and I, I you know, I had recently performed in Malta, um, not that far back. And I turned my neck one morning, and it just, I got a really bad neck pain, a really severe neck pain that didn't go away. And it stayed that way for several days, and I went to the hospital thinking it was, you know, I started to get scared that I had meningitis or something like that. Um, and they said, oh, no, just, you just pulled your neck out or whatever, and that was it. And then I came home, and I had a stroke. And so I um, was paralyzed completely on my left side, and I lost my ability to sing. In the hospital, there was no way to actually check my vocal cord for paralyzation at that time because I had so, much other, so many other things going on. But I, you know, I really couldn't, I couldn't sing at all physically. I could not sing. Um, yeah. And I had to relearn uh, everything, essentially. Yeah, so I just went from, I was completely wheelchair-bound, paralyzed, you know. Wow, what a difference 24 hours makes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so you had this stroke that, Mm -hmm. you know, paralyzed you, literally. Yes. Was your singing and music career part of your inspiration of getting better? Oh, absolutely. Well, at first, I I couldn't believe that this had happened to me. I mean, it it was in shock. I was just... It was so ridiculous because I had been myself just the, a day before, as you say. So what I had always done, if I something was wrong with me or if I didn't feel good or something, sometimes I would always like sing at last. I would like sing a little, and I knew that if I could do that, then I was okay. I don't know, it was something that I would always kind of have in the back of my head. Maybe if my I had a sore throat or something. So I remember singing that in the hot in the ICU, and I was just. So I couldn't even, I could not even carry a note. Absolutely. Wow. Had no ability that. So I was um, really like, I mean, to say I was devastated was like, it's a complete understatement. 
And I remember in Spalding Rehab, because they transferred me to Spalding Rehab, and where I stayed for a, a months, you know, and I remember I had uh, music therapy in an occupational therapy class. And keep in mind, the occupational therapy class that I had, you know, I mean, everybody else is like in their 70s, 80s, you know, and then here I am, you know. Um, I remember they had a music therapist, wonderful guy, and he was really um, trying to get everybody involved, and he passed out these little things, one of those like cups or something like that, and people were like, you know, or maybe a tambourine, and then he was like, okay, all together we're going to do this. And I just start, I, was, I just burst into tears, because I'm like, I cannot believe that I am doing this right now in like a like a preschool type of music class, and I'm a professional musician. Like right. I just right. can't had, even, had to yeah. be terribly frustrating. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, later on during the class, he was doing Name That Tune, and I was getting, I said, okay, I better stop now, because I was getting everything, and then nobody else could answer. And I was like, oh, yeah, Beatles, or something, whatever it was, you know. Wow. Well, you've come a long way from, you know, starting out at a young age, yes, really doing good, getting thrown this curveball, hitting the ball out of the park, and now you're back at it better than ever. Well, yes. I mean, you know, like I, I had... Before my stroke, I mean, I released a couple of CDs, and I became a member of the Grammys, and I, you know, I got to go to the Grammy Awards and so forth, and in performing these, I was really trying to build up my career, and it was looking like I was definitely headed that way, um, where I could eventually maybe, like, wouldn't have to be a lawyer anymore, you know, and then this happened, and then I couldn't do anything for years, so... Wow. One of the yeah. things that strikes me most about, you know, it, it, it's it's a blessing that you've been able to bounce back and perform again. You've yeah. regained your voice. But it's also what you've used your voice to do outside of music yes. as an advocate for stroke victims and taking that on at the same time as trying to recover for well, yourself. Yes, absolutely. That's a very important part of my recovery, too. And I'm very happy and so honored that I uh, was able to do that. So I work with the American Heart Association I'm an advocate, a legislative advocate, but also I have done many other things for them because they know I'm a singer. So I sang the national anthem on the Esplanade for the Heart Walk. I sang at the Bruins game um, back in April. And then I was their, um, their featured guest um, at the American Heart Ball um, also awesome. in, in April. It was, it was just fantastic. So what my message is, you know, it, I know that I've been blessed to have an incredible recovery, and I know that a lot of people do not have this type of recovery. I understand that, and I am very conscious of that. But, you know, what I want to get across is that you don't have to hold yourself to anybody else's standards. You know, it's all what you want to do. Now, my personal story is, yes, I lost my left side. I was in a wheelchair. I lost my um, singing voice and ability to sing. And, yes, I mean, I did therapy. I worked very, very hard, and then I got into Berkeley College of Music two years after the stroke. And oh. people didn't believe me. They, I mean, they didn't believe that I could do this. So I remember, you know, people say, oh, how are you going to do You can't do that. You can't even sing. That's the best music college in the world. You can't even sing. You know, you better forget about it. And I remember, it was, oh, yeah, you know, it's a, the music career is kind of, you know, that's it. You better focus on something else. Wow. So I, you know, I wanted to go to Berkeley. I said, I'm going to do it. And so then I auditioned, and I worked hard, and then I got in. And then I started um, in 2018 and I studied electronic production and design, which is how, why I, I produce all these electro swing songs. So oh, cool. It's really, yeah. Cool. Well, good, good for you, showing everyone that you can do what they said that you couldn't. Well, Prove everybody wrong. That's the thing. A lot of people have this misnomer in their head that stroke survivor 
is somebody that's is walking or they walking around in a walker or in a wheelchair or that they have a twisted face and that they can't do anything or maybe they're slow or you know mentally they're not all there something this is a lot of different misconceptions and so i'm hoping to um, shatter those misconceptions yeah yeah you know I, yeah I think it's very important. Outstanding. Now, through your recovery, did you have anyone special in your life that helped get you through and was there by your side? Oh, yes, absolutely. My husband, Mark. Oh, I love yes. that name. Yes. Must be a great man. <laughs> With a name like Mark, he must be. So, yes, Mark, um, he just, he's been there for me since, obviously, since day one. I couldn't ask for any anyone better. I mean, That's it's great. just incredible. He drove me to, well, first of all, he slept in my um a hospital room at Spalding Rehab every single night on a rollout bed. So he would go to work and then come in at night and then he would just be with me every single night. It was fantastic. Wow, and that's then amazing. when we got home, um, he actually couldn't work for a while because he would drive me to I mean my appointments. I had to do outpatient therapy at least three times a week and then after a stroke, you have to get your blood um, checked because you're in blood thinners. So you have to go with those appointments were you know, one or two times a week. So between all of those appointments, he was just basically my full-time caretaker. Wow. Now, Dedication yeah. and devotion and, and a lot of love. We all yes. need that. We all need that. As you recovered, you've, mm -hmm. during that process, you were writing? Well, yes, I wrote a book. So what I had done was once I started to get a little bit, um, I, I guess you want to say I had enough, enough strength, I started with one hand. I started with my good hand. My thank, thankfully, my paralyzed hand was not my writing hand. So I started to write uh, in the hospital in Spalding, and then I just continued. And I, I wanted to write like a memoir and put everything down on paper. So for two reasons, just to you know, to document my recovery and also to help other people. And then, and the, like I said, to shatter the stereotypes. Yeah. Well, and you brought that book in for us, so. I did. I'm looking forward to reading that. And we thank you for yes. bringing us gifts. You didn't have to do that. I did. I wanted Very to nice. bring you all my CDs so far. Um, I actually have a new CD that's coming out in uh, another month or two. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. So your latest song is called The Illusionist. Yes. And then you also have a song that's, that's really popular called Starlight Ballroom. Starlight, starlight ballroom 
So actually, that's the name of our duo now because we wanted to. That's the first song that Samuel and I um, had done together. I so, love it. Yeah, I love it. It's a great little. It's very retro that's and vibe. So yeah. Again, um, how do we get your music and okay. find out about where you're going to be? Okay, sure. So I'm on Spotify. I guess everybody streams now, but um, just I'm on I'm on all the platforms: Spotify, iTunes, everything. Um, so you can find my music there, YouTube, street, any way you go. Um, and a lot of my music features um, Samuel. Um, I, my latest, you know, the electro swing. So um, you know, that's be a real treat to listen to his vibraphone playing. Yeah, so, I'm looking um, forward to that. Yeah, and so we, um, you know, we just really um, Spotify, I guess, is probably the main. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned before, you have Facebook and oh, yes, uh, Instagram, yep, so absolutely. we can find out all the info yep. there. Yeah. ValerieGilio.com. You can go there and find all her socials. You can find her links to her Spotify, and you can get again a couple of excerpts to the songs. Go over, stream them, download them. Thank yeah, you. and you play everywhere from Boston to LA, everywhere in between. And you've been seen playing in uh, Europe quite a bit. So I played obviously in Boston, the New England area here, and then um, I've performed a few times in, in LA. Um, I've also performed in Malta. I've performed um, in, in Italy. Um, yeah, so in, in Europe, um, yeah, and hopefully we'd love to perform more uh, in, in Europe because, as I said, my, my music partner is Italian. Wow. You sing Italian? I, I do. I actually sing in, well, I, I've sung in Italian, but yeah. I. I used to have a lot more skills in the Italian language department than I do now. But I'll Understood. I have, have to work on that. But yes, I have a CD out in Italian. Excellent. And um, what I had done is I um, wanted to take well-known um, songs here, that you know, classics like Killing Me Softly, and other songs, um, a few other songs, Caruso, well, Caruso is an Italian song. I wanted to take these and do them in Italian, and then I also wanted to add some maybe uh, Tuva Fala Minicano, which is a swing, uh, like sure. a retro swing song. So you get like a little sampling of, of 
different kinds of music yeah. on that CD. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. The writing process for this type of music, mm -hmm. does it differ from genre to genre, how you write a song, how, how you get to the... Yes. So the other CDs I have were covers that I wanted to do. This one, the, my new material is primarily original uh, material. So the songwriting process for me, because I produce as well electronically, mm -hmm. and I design the sounds as well. So um, I will start with a beat usually, uh, with a skeleton, and then, um, you know, um, Samuel and I will like maybe work on the chords and the arrangement. Um, because he also went to Berkeley as well, and he's yeah. a master's a student uh, at Longy now. So he's Excellent. a very um, good musician, and we just kind of work that way. He's more, I'm more on the production end. He's more um, on the theory and arranging end, so it works perfectly, and um, that's what we do. So we get things together, and then I add in more... Um, like candy dressing, I guess yeah, you say, yeah. <laughs> with the electronic um, and, the, and the effects and and the transition. You deepen the music. Yes, and then um, and then he'll add the, the space for his We'll add space for vibraphone solo, mm -hmm. and, and then we'll work from there. And that's how it's been working for us, and um, just comes naturally, you know. And I I love all things retro, so that's another reason why these songs and the melodies and the lyrics can come quickly to me because of everything I adore from the movies that I and the old songs and the old movies and everything retro um, it's just natural I don't have to really stretch to grab an idea that's great something. it is great. and then I use the language my father would be slang speaking all <laughs> when I grew up because he used to speak like it was from the 40s all the time so. and where is, where is your father from well, my father was was from um, Malden. Okay. He grew up in Malden. He passed. Oh yeah, he passed a few years ago. But he was a, um, uh, a teacher at the vocational school oh, no as kidding. well. Yeah, okay. for Excellent. many many years. So. Excellent. Well, but, a lot of our listeners are from Malden. I, oh I, yeah, I think great. Mm -hmm. Most of my friends should be listening, and if not, I'm going to find out. Yes, but it's grew great. up in Malden. Grew up in Malden, Linden, yeah. actually. Oh, okay, Linden, excellent. Linden, yes. Yeah. My wife is lifelong family from Malden. So, oh, wow, yeah. that's really a small world. Yeah. My grandfather, a Malden firefighter. Wow. Wow. Joins a firefighter here in Winchester. Oh, really? Okay, excellent. And your brother's a firefighter now. My younger brother, Matt, is a firefighter as well, yes, up in Salem, Massachusetts. Wow, that yeah. is really such an honorable profession. <laughs> it really, really is. It yeah. really is. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you... What you do is honorable, too. I mean, you do a lot for the American Heart. You do a lot for the Spalding Rehab. Um, you know, you're a proponent of, of both of them, so well, thank yes, you. Well, yes, Spalding used to, they, I haven't done so much um, with them lately, but I had done a lot when I had just um, was recovering and I was in Spalding. I'm happy to do, they really, I mean, I owe everything to Spalding. I mean, it's just, they really helped me. I wouldn't be where I am today without the care I received at Spalding Rehab. Right. Just awesome. phenomenal, the, the whole team, everything. So I was happy to, to do that. I think they even had... They had me on their um, a couple of ads, I believe. There were some photos there. And then with the Boston Marathon, they had me on a something that was like a poster of some sort. And and I think I I've um, did a couple of engagements for them. I like to do public speaking. I've done that in the past, you know, throughout the years here since my stroke. I've made uh, different appearances, different places. I've spoken in a couple of different libraries and some talks um, for different groups and. I love that because I love to be able to share my story and to be able to help somebody. There's always somebody that knows somebody that had a stroke 
and that's that's just a wonderful. Well, you are you are the epitome of do not give up. And, yeah, and if you, you can, can share that with other people and give them hope that they can also make that same recovery, yes. then it's worth every every time you get to get out there and, and, and spread the word. Well, that's what you got to do. You can't give up because if I gave up, I would still be in bed right now. Yeah. You know, who wants that? So I didn't know if I was going to get anything back. I mean, look, I, I just, I was dizzy for almost a year, 24-7. And I, I mean, the only way I could survive was on the medication for dizziness, right? I had learned to walk while dizzy, and you know it was really difficult. And yeah. you know, I, I said, you know, you got to do it. I pushed myself to do it because I can't just sit here and wait and say, oh well, you know, maybe it'll go away, maybe I'll be okay. Because I'm young. I didn't want my whole life to pass me by, and just be, you know, sitting at home. And, and I also didn't know if I would. Um, and, and I do remember just visiting the, to somebody medical when I was in the hospital came in and I, I said oh am I gonna you know what am I gonna do because my face was still droopy you know mm -hmm. and he said well I don't think it's gonna go back to normal and I said well geez you know what I mean like thank god I didn't believe him on that one right but yeah and yeah. now it's come you know it's been completely normal at I was like a year after, like a year out, you know, or even less, you know. But sometimes I think that it's easy for people to take things and then just get down and depressed and, and not believe they can do it. I mean, if I can lose my singing voice and get into Berklee College of Music two years later, then anybody can just do what they want to do. You know now, what I mean? Let, let's spin off of that for a minute. Yeah. You have your voice back. Yes. Is it easy to showcase in an a cappella setting? Do you get asked to sing a little something, a snippet of something every now and then? I do. I do. I. Uh, do you feel like you're about to be asked that? I, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Mark, I knew that you were kind of going down that road. But here's my here's the thing. I, I've not I've not warmed up at all. That's that's the only caveat with this having the stroke is that it takes me a lot more. To uh, time to warm up and interesting, you know, yeah. yeah I, but I mean, it, I can probably just do. What do you want to hear? Well, you know, just built off of what you just said there. You yeah. know, a couple of the guests that we've had have also had uh, issues and and have lost their voice or, mm -hmm. and had issues where they had to recover from from uh, cancer, um, yes. uh, thyroid cancer. Yes. And the way they spoke, just what you were just talking about, the work it takes. Your voice is an instrument. And it has to be worked at. Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it says a lot about, you know, you, you do have to sit there and warm it up and have it ready to go. I mean, I can tell. I can tell. Like, I haven't, I've been focusing, this whole summer I've been focusing on producing and getting my the work out. And so I haven't really been practicing as much as I would like to. And I can tell the difference yeah. completely. I, it's almost like you have to start all over again. And that's what happens. And I find that, like, after the stroke, I mean, yes, I can basically do anything that I did before. When I first got into Berkeley, actually I, I couldn't, it wasn't the same, my voice wasn't the same. Now I feel like it's 99% like the same. I can tell a little bit, but it for most of the, most, you know, most parts, I guess it's post-stroke, it might be easier for me to, to go off pitch a little bit more because I never went off pitch before. <laughs> it's very frustrating when you know what you're supposed to be singing, but <laughs> my voice doesn't cooperate. But you know what? I just have to say, well, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so. so we won't ask you to do that because we don't want you to hit you, hurt you. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, people can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, and, and download or purchase the memoir entitled and, and Singing in My Own Key. I love that title. A vocalist yeah. triumph 
overstroke. I love yeah. it. Right? Perfect. I mean, it's all all in one package. Absolutely. Um, who came up with the title? Was that yours? Uh, yes, that was mine. I love yes. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And sales are going well? Uh, yes, and you know what? I actually haven't, um, I've been so focused on this new Electro Swing project that I, just, I haven't really been pushing, been pushing that. this. Yes, but every time I perform, I always end up selling uh, books as well. Excellent. So. Awesome. Awesome. So again, Musicians and Beyond, we're in studio live with Valerie Giglio. She was promoting some of her music, what she has up and coming, her book. I mean, she's got so much going on and the inspiration behind what happened to her back in 2014, being wheelchair bound in a stroke, literally overnight at a, at a very young age and overcoming that and coming back bigger better and stronger than ever before. And we learned how great her husband Mark is. Yep. So, yeah, it, this was awesome having, having very Valerie nice in, to the, have you in, studio in the studio. So, Valerie, again, let's, yes. for our listeners, where can they get your book, your music, and tell us quickly again sure. about your new venture with the duo. Okay, sure. Well, as far as my book, Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, um, yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble online, um, my music, again, online, um, you know, you downloading um, or streaming. And as far as my new duo, yes, we're very, very excited for this collaboration that we've been working on. It's, it's very, very unique. It's very interesting. So I am obviously, I am the singer, and I also play the DJ controller. So be, because, you know, it, it's electronic-based music, so I'll have my, I'll do my producing, on my computer or whatever, we'll get the songs together and release the song. And then I load it all into the, the DJ controller. So it's kind of like similar to what you would see like in a, a DJ setting, except, that, except I'm also singing. So I have my, my headset microphone and then um, Samuel is playing the vibraphone. You know, so it's awesome. Really I can't impressive. wait to hear this. And you know something? When yes. you started talking about your duo, uh -huh. you perked up. Oh, well, Absolutely. you are I'm ready to go. Excited. This is this is going to do something good. You know, here's another interesting thing. One of the things we like to ask our guests for yes. future musicians, for aspiring musicians, is what what is, if you had one thing that you could share with somebody coming up, that one thing that you've learned that, that you think would be important for them to utilize or, or take from, what would it be? Well, don't strive to be perfect. Don't think that you're going to get, you know, that you're not... If you don't hit a wrong note or something like that, because really, it's art to be create. Like, you know, do your art. You know what I mean. That everything mm -hmm. else comes. You know, do it. If you're an artist in any kind of medium, not just singing, not just music, just do it. Create. I guess you create, and you can be proud of something that you created, and then see what happens. You know, and then it'll see what happens from there. Excellent. You know, I think that's great. That's yeah. some great good words of wisdom right yeah. there, Mark. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't sweat it. Get out there and, Absolutely. and be you. Do it. Yes. So, yeah, to all our listeners, please follow her. Um, and to all of Valerie's fans, please follow Musicians and Beyond. Yeah, follow us because you never know where this is going to go. You know, uh, Samuel and Valerie have their new duo, oh, Starlight Vibes. Vibes. We just decided on the name, like, this morning. Starlight so this Vibes. Vibes. Wow. So are we the first ones to know? I, well, you know, maybe, well, my husband knows. Okay. But, um, yeah. yeah the first, wow. Yeah. So we're releasing this to the world. 
yeah, so we're um, Starlight Vibes. Yeah, Star Absolutely, vibes. I like that. Awesome, I like it. I like it. I can't wait to go and see them, Mark. They may be on one of our future episodes, so uh, keep listening. Yes, definitely. Excellent, excellent. Love to well, have you in studio and perform something for oh, us live. De- that would be great. Absolutely love to do that. I would yeah, tell you that right and, now. and anything that you have up and coming, any dates? Yes. You know, send them to us, and Mark is fantastic promoting everything, and you know, we'll put it on our website and send it out to our listeners and. You know, we kind of like to interweave all our, our guests and, you know, see if we can help everyone out. And thank you so much. Yeah, this yes. has been wonderful. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, this, is, thank you, this has been good. You and know, one of the things we I, like, I like to... It, it, go, go, no, you, no, no, at the oh, end... Uh, uh, John does it sometimes. Sometimes I do it. But one of the things we like to do... I like to, at the end, I kind of like to... In, you, 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 well, I thought I did. No, 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 no. Well, I'll let John do it, but I'll, I'll just... Preface, uh, preface it by saying, you know, we have a lot of people come in the studio, but at the end of the conversation, we feel like we're friends. So we like to say, thank you. Thank you for, for being, being our friend. friend. Oh, well, Mark, you know what? That was nice. Th- Mark, really Mark nice. you know what? Thank you for being my friend, buddy. <laughs> thank you, John.